Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Final Show Films. I'm Sen, your executive producer here, and I want to thank you all for tuning in. Particularly, uh, I want to thank all of our supporters on Patreon, uh, and uh, especially our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, who are Jeffrey and Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L, without whom we wouldn't be able to do nearly as much of the things that we do now. So, uh, thank you all for your support, uh, and if you're watching live on Twitch, uh, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's been a long time since I was sitting in this seat on this day. Uh, but uh, welcome to the return to the Stardust RPG, Trails of Stardust. Uh, I am William, and I am your game master for this fifth edition game. Uh, welcome to Trails of Stardust, the God's Blood Crisis. Uh, which is our fancy subtitle for the second half of this game. Uh, joining me today, as we return to old characters once again, uh, we have Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Till Wayland. He is an avian way of the Iron Path monk. <laughs> and Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy, and I'm playing Kendall Fairchild. Uh, she is an Eladrin, uh, warlock. Archfate warlock, right? Archfate warlock, rich warlock girl. Yes. <laughs> She's a lot. <laughs> She's yes, the she best. Uh, and Sen? Sen, and I'm playing uh, Coltarn Starbreaker, who is a master maker, gadgeteer, master maker, artificer, master, master, master maker, master. master. That was my favorite. NES. What? <laughs> So Jeremy, so Jeremy, consider Orcus, but they just keep making more of them nested inside each other. It's like a Russian doll. Yeah, it's the uh, specifically the gadgeteer and the and the artifact. I hate it. Have a master maker archetype. <laughs> yeah, I I I I am a double master uh, orc. Double maker. Double maker. Master double maker. Uh, <laughs> and Holly, mother maker, master mold. <laughs> I'm Holly. I'm playing Mistel. She is a rogue thief. Oh, and an environ. Yes. Uh, and Craig, the bees are back in town. I'm playing bees, uh, a swarm or a hive of nocturne and torch bees that collectively form a swarm keeper ranger. And for one night only, until their schedule allows them to rejoin us once again, we have Ashlyn. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, and I will be playing Varouche, Alrul, the Loxodon, Buzzkill, I mean Paladin. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cop! Get him! And to set the scene... For also. Where oh yes, also. Oh, yes. Trans rights are human rights, Black Lives Matter, uh, Eat the Rich. Uh, powered by Sirens. And the stream is powered by Sirens. Oh, is it? I mean, it, uh, it right. probably will be at some point. <laughs> the stream might potentially be powered by Skyrimscape sometime in the indeterminate future. Hmm? We're waiting on the company to do Schrodinger's it. Sirenscape, if you will. Hmm. When when I remember and learn how to properly manage the Sirenscape <laughs> tab. 
or when Sen decides to take over that for me again, like he did on Wednesday. Heavies. <laughs> I like that was a hint. I don't know where we're at right now, so I'm going to pick some random stuff. I mean, yeah, just generic sci-fi sounds works. It's going to be Benny Hill in the background while we're doing nah, a recap. Nah. <laughs> you say that as though it's not thematically appropriate. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but when last we left our heroes, um, they had, through the course of their actions, helped to free the world of Savaranus from an oppressive imperial regime that had been operating in service to demons, especially the demon lord uh, who has been prophesied as a threat to all of reality. Uh, after an investigation throughout the city and the underground of the city after overthrowing the Empire, the group discovered the creations of the former mad scientist leader of this uh, the like head scientist of this of this empire and his son, Xander Leiden, uh, in the labs underneath the city in the sewers. Really quick, I want to apologize for anyone listening. That might have gotten a couple audio there for a second. Uh, I realized that we were still using the application audio uh, uh, input from that we used for a while, and it's not using because it broke. Um, it apparently was working again, but it also wasn't picking up the background. That bop it over. Uh, audio up. Yeah. Uh. After retrieving Xander and uh, inviting some friends, uh, and by friends I mean family, and by family I mean parents, uh, to assist in bringing this world out of the galactically sheltered uh, fugue that it had been in for some decades or centuries, uh, and meeting in all too interesting individual by the name of Chuck. Uh, the group having uh, with Mistel having heard that the most recent sighting that Chuck had seen of Barnes was on the world of Fallen Thornwood. Uh, the group, as they prepared to depart this world, uh, were deciding on where to go. The most the, the the floated destination, unless all of you are suddenly of different mind, having you know having had several years pass and forgetting things, was fallen Thornwood for a number of reasons. Fallen Thornwood was the headquarters of Fairchild Industries as well yes. as right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, Fallen Thornwood is the headquarters of Fairchild Industries, uh, also known as uh, Kendall's home. Uh, and also the last place that uh, Mistel, that that Chuck, at the very least, had seen anyone that matches the description of Mistel's parents or any environments. We didn't have any like other mission. Not that you particularly know of. 
We have we haven't checked in with the adventurers. I was gonna say we haven't checked in with the adventurers guild very much recently. And there is there is an adventurers guild on Fallen Thornwood, so you could check in when you get there. Yep. Um, Yes, we also have the Hellblade that needs to stay in its box, otherwise the big Mm -hmm. fuck off space dragon might find us again. I remember that. That is the first thing that's been said that I remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, and on board the Golnaj Valkyr, I believe we have. Uh, so, Xander Lydon, we convinced him to come along effectively as our science officer slash uh, lab monkey. Um, yes. He's, he's the guy we found, like. He's the guy who helped us send out the full kill command for all the leftover demon troopers on Severinus. Yeah, he's the guy. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, re- I remember him. And uh, Jasira is also nerd. on board. Right, the half-elf nerd. And Jasira Zatrin is also on board. Yes. Who is daughter, stepdaughter, something of the actual demon king of Sarheim, correct? Right. Yes, who is the, who is the Cambian daughter of yes. the... Uh, Dis- Distagmos Zatrin? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, of Distagmos. Once again, the demon daddy king. issues the campaign. I mean, you're not wrong. So, yeah. I mean, Till's vote is for Fallen Thornwood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have we seen... We haven't seen any Invarin at any point along the way other than Mistel, right? No. Okay. Mistel hasn't seen any Invarin for... She's been searching for, like, over a year. So... Okay. And from what you know of galactic records of history of the Invarans, uh, that's something of a good and bad thing, uh, in that the, uh, the Invarans have a painful history, in that when their world was first discovered, it was by pirates, uh, and the Invarans who had been hiding on these small islands that make up their world were taken as pets and slaves and scattered significantly throughout the galaxy. A lot of, were, lot of, lot of human trafficking of environs. Hmm. They were they were put into lanterns. Yeah, They basically. were made to listen to pirate captains playing pianos. Yeah, something like that. They were made to deliver bombs back to little boys. Uh, but... Tinkerbell, since the uh, since the reclamation of the planet uh, and the establishment of the Invaran Monastery uh, as a place of uh, introspection and uh, self reflection, the trade of Invaran of native Invarans as slaves has been put to an end. But that doesn't mean that there aren't a lot of Invarans still out there in the galaxy. A diaspora, if you will. <laughs> Uh, but a few days have passed since the ship departed uh, from the planet of Sabaranus, and assuming that the destination of Fallen Thornwood sounds good to everyone uh, you emerge from the void gate in the Thornwood system uh, and the ship begins to make a course for Fallen Thornwood. Upon reaching orbit, you are hailed by the by the docking uh, facilities of the primary of the capital city. Uh, 
known known as um, God. Why am I forgetting the names of my own works? Uh, well, because it's been years. Because it's been literal years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me pull up my notes. Um, this ship was given to us effectively by Elias Fairchild, correct? And essentially, uh, by, by by nature of the individuals that he had under his employ, which included the crew, the original crew of the ship. Was it intended at some point along the line? I think that for whatever reason, we it, that was supposed to sort of stay under wraps in terms of uh, information. Not necessarily. It was just okay. a matter of the, uh, the the ship is yours because the crew that owns it has other ships and don't right. mind giving this one up for the price that they were paid for. It. Okay. And um, then bees talk to Mistle as we're on our way. Yeah. Good. Um, but at at some point in the journey, bees will sort of drift around over to Mistle. I assume Mistle and bees are are pretty much staying together at this point. I mean, bees have. Sort of infested a large part of the observation deck, if I recall correctly, but yes. they are kind of omnipresent. Um, so some of the bees will come over and say, "Do environs swarm?" Do what? Do you swarm? Are there? Should there be a lot of you? No. I mean, like there, there were a lot on the planet that, that I was on, but. But you'd like there to be more than one, right? I'd like to find my family. Just let us know how we can help. Okay. But if you find them, you'll still be part of of us, right? Are you uh, going to stay? She she will pause. I haven't thought that far ahead. Okay. Let's just see what happens, okay? Okay. That's that's all. I just I wanted to do that before we got there. I don't know I don't know how much everyone else spends in the engine room. Um but being the most qualified engineer, not the only qualified engineer, but the most qualified engineer on the ship. <laughs> uh, Cold Tarn has been spending most of his time in there, just making sure the ship keeps running. Um, and, it, and at some point, at some point, uh, over the course of the travel to Fallen Thornwood, uh, you'll, m- some of you may have noticed that Coltarn's right arm is has been replaced uh, by some mechanical bird by, by a mechanical arm uh, and that his right eye has also <laughs> been replaced by a mechanical arm. Is, is that by the mechanical arm? arm? His right eye is replaced by a mechanical <laughs> yeah. arm? Excellent! By a mechanical arm. kicks ass! By, by a cybernetic eye. But... <laughs> yeah. um, is, that, is that the arm that had all like the, the void shit on it? Uh, yeah, that had previously had all the void shit on it. Okay. Well, occasionally had the void shit on it. it, it right. Got it. Bees, uh, you you had been sort of teaching bees, or at least bees had been trying to get you to teach bees some engineering stuff. So is that is that still sort of ongoing? Uh, was I teaching bees engineering, or have we teaching bees how to trot? 
Basically, anything having to do with vehicles, Bees wants to learn. Yeah. So if yeah. you're in that, there, Bees is probably yeah, that, there. That would still be going on. That would still be going on. Okay. Kendall, um, I think, has been fairly on the trip here, has been very not present. <laughs> yeah, the. Uh... The, the name of the the name of the capital city, which translates from Elven to Galactic Basic, is roughly speaking High Bark. Um, is uh, High Bark. <laughs> uh, it, it hails the ship as Tills. Oh, High Bark! Oh, High Bark! I'm gonna regret that. <laughs> High Bark. <laughs> High Bark Landing Authority. This is the Golnage Volcair. Questing docking access. Hmm? Docking access granted, Cool Nashville here. You are clear for docking bay 13. Um, can he tell based on what's incoming? Is this one of those planets that uh, auto autopilots you in, or is he going to be flying this in manually? Uh, they, they have an autopilot system that is attempting to uh, initiate docking procedures. All right. He'll key he'll key over ship access to that then and just keep an eye out on things uh on the on the bridge. Just because they, they are a they are a large merchant hub and they like things to not crash into their docks. Yeah, that makes sense. Um Has Kendall been on the bridge at all? Nope. As we've come into Okay. <laughs> nope, not at all. Like she's been living in her room. Okay, he'll just uh, he'll just key over the ship's PA system and then high bark landing protocols are engaged. We're on autopilot. I'll be on the bridge if anybody needs anything. But we should be making planet fall shortly. Hmm? Just everywhere, so everybody knows. Acknowledge. Hmm? Great, awesome. I think Baruch is actually up there with you already, and he's just like, uh, that was good. That was good. Thanks. Yeah. No, I think we're. I think we're. It's. It's almost like we're professionals. Hmm? Yeah. Don't jinx it. <laughs> Till does like a little uh, rhythmic tap on a couple keys and part of the uh, the the pilot's chair. Um, you know the normal sort of. Spacer to knock on avoid wood. right yeah it's 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 the spacer version of knock on wood yeah absolutely so a few moments pass uh, as the as the gulnage brings itself into dock uh, and as docking clamps uh, latch on and hold your ship in place and a boarding ramp is extended uh, to allow the ship to maintain position while still hovering off the ground. Uh, in this elevated docking, in this elevated uh, docking position, uh, you hear the sound of the airlock pressurizing to the exterior atmosphere, and you are ready to disembark if need be. Till check in all his gear, make sure he's got everything intact. Yep. We want to assemble for uh, disembark. Mm -hmm. There's a sort of Let's papery go. tearing sound as 84 dozen of the torch bees pour into the armor and it sort of rips itself back out of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 
and starts sort of shambling over towards the, the off the ramp. Bill will swing by Kendall's uh, cabin then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ms. Fairchild? Yes, yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming, I'm coming. Well, no, no, no rush. Uh, do, have you reached out to your father or anything? Are we expected to make an appearance? No, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's, uh, everything's okay. To be, to be, to be fair, uh, when you left the planet, your father and, uh, and, um, Coltarn's father were still doing negotiations with Savaranus. Yeah, I just didn't know if they were physically present for that or doing it via communicator. So no, they had they had both actually arrived for that. Oh, okay. okay. So you actually here with them, not on planet. Okay. At least unless 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 they got here faster than you did, which I mean is not, not outside the realm of possibility. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I I'm sure it's fine. I I didn't think that he, you know we're good. All right. Um. I know Mistel's expressed her concerns about being able to find some of her people here on FT, and you have a level of local expertise, so if you have any suggestions, yeah. I'm sure she'd be grateful for. Sure. All right, well, we're all getting ready to leave, so... Yep, I'm coming. We'll wait for you. And yeah, he's just gonna go post up by the by the docking ramp. Yep. Yep. Uh, I'll have the experiment. Uh, I'll I'll have the experimental frame uh, on because it's useful to have, though not like a supposed like an exosuit rather than fully armored right now. I was just wondering, have we seen that on? Yeah, no, no, no. you've seen the exosuit. The exosuit okay. I was using while we were on. There. Okay. Um, but yeah, we'll head out the trade off. The cat has decided it's taking Jack. Oh, yeah, apparently. Hi, I couldn't figure out what it was. <laughs> Just hopped right up there and made himself home. Um, Johnny, uh, do I do I know if there are any parts that we need right now for to like the the Volnach is damaged in any way specifically that needs repair? No, the Volnach the Volnach is in pretty good condition. Uh, okay. It did pretty solid on the recent encounters. So then, checking in with the Adventurers Guild and looking for environment. Objective for the day? Okay. That, that was a question. Yes. <laughs> Please. You can check with the Void Gate databases down here. See if there's been any other incursions. Hmm. Anything? Any other incursions? Um, if anybody's tried to go through a gate, uh, smuggling environs, anything like that. Then, fortunately, the gate for the the void gate in this vicinity uh, is like in the middle of this system. And as much as it is its own space station, you can reach it from signals from Fallen Thornwood. So it shouldn't be too hard to check in at the Void Gate from here. Okay. Uh, that's sort of why Fallen Thornwood is here, is because they picked the planet that was literally adjacent to one of the main Void Gates to, to pass through most of the galaxy. 
What is the star like here? And what is the what is the quality of light like when we disembark? Uh, so, uh, Fallen Thornwood exists in a uh, in uh, a single star system that has a uh, a white dwarf uh, as its as its uh, as its source of sunlight. Um, the extreme radiance of this star, uh, coupled with the distance that Fallen Thornwood has. Puts the planet in basically perpetual spring and summer. It doesn't really get much in the way of winter. Okay. Um, which is part of why it was ideal for natural order elements and other nature-aligned individuals to build a uh, a cityscape of their own design along most of the planet's surface. Thank you. We know if you. I was going to say, she'll eventually come out and, like, uh, uh, throw a wrap top, like, super, super short jean shorts. Swaying just slightly. Just slightly. (laughs) (laughs) Do we know, other than that the environment we get any other information or just that they came through? There were no specifics. Yeah, I think it was just this is a good place to look. Uh, he said that he'd seen oh. at least one of my people here. But no indication of what the situation was. So, yeah, like, were they like. I think it was sort of a. And correct me if I'm wrong, William, but it, he mentioned it was like kind of an in passing thing. Yeah, it was very okay. much a sort of an in passing thing that he just noticed because Chuck notices many things. Mm-hmm. Chuck has eyes and ears everywhere. Yeah, I mean, let's go. Was it like just on the street, saw one walking by, or like did it Coffee. seem like a captivity situation? I, I think this is all they said. I don't okay. know. Likely, we could interface with digital records on the planet and see if there's any official notification notations on that sort of thing population demographics census data maybe uh-huh. i mean honestly the guild will probably be the best place to figure out where to start look find an information broker that might have a means or already have the information we're looking for can i make an insight check for what is kendall dressed for a party or not Kindle, Go ahead and roll insight. I never not just for a party. I mean, that specific, is a fair point. Is this specifically like, oh, Ken, Kendall? Ha- you can tell by somebody's wardrobe when they walk I out of their quarters. I think you need to roll for at least this. <laughs> okay, this is this is how like I think Till would know. This is how Kendall used to dress here. Okay. When she was among the socialites of the when she planet. was among the, yeah when she was like not uh, not trying to explore the 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 the, the, the galaxy for she's, reasons she's... that had everything to do with exploring the galaxy and not other reasons um <laughs> this she's is back, this... she's back in her plastics wardrobe yeah a little bit little bit okay. yes yes very much so <laughs> um so like if I mean, we could check. We, I'm sure if they were like, you know, if they came here above 
board kind of thing like sure they're they're gonna be in the records unless you know they went in through other ways it's really bright and warm here right it's the best we like it you grew up here uh huh And bees kind of buzz a little closer and they say, We see why you get unhappy when you're not here. He just blinks at that a couple of times. So, adventure. You, you say the funniest things. Yeah, let's, let's head off. That intelligence role was that Till does not know anything about uh, axial tilt on planetary bodies as the primary re- reason for se- seasonal change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, and the, 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 the relevant thing is that... Planets the, be like that sometimes, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, the, the thing about Fallen Thornwood is it it's sort of... It's not like dead on, like zero tilt on its axis, mm-hmm. but it is yeah. very. It is a very narrow tilt compared to the sun, to the right. point that most of the planet suffers the same season around the same time, and it typically just shifts from summer to spring and back. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. Absolutely makes sense if it's mostly vertical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Kendall, either of you know where the field is, or are we just going to wander? Till has actually spent very little time on Fallen Thornwood directly. He got called in from Gilgamesh Station as, like, effectively, he worked at Starbucks in New York City, got yanked to Seattle to say, hey, can you take care of the CEO's daughter? And said, I guess I don't have a choice. And... And I then mean, immediately got flung back out into the galaxy. Right, yeah. It's like, oh, thanks! Correct me if I'm wrong. Feel free to correct me, Shani. But like, I feel like Adventurers Guild would very much be the place where, like, it when spoiled rich girls want to go have adventure. Oh, one hundred percent. They go hang out there, which mostly consists of flirting with with with, with the people with, there, with the actual and, adventurers, like, yeah. being sent out on like a adventure, which is like just a chaperone, like trip, yeah, just the- barely out of the city. Like, okay, like adventuring teams occasionally get like <clears throat> contracted for bodyguard duty for some for some sport right. rich kid who wants to go out and have an adventure. And typically speaking, it's considered a chore, but at the same time, it's like easy money. It pays well. Yeah, <laughs> this is, it's the equivalent of just going to hang out at the ski lodge to see if oh, any God. of the snow patrol wants to 100%. take you with them. Right. It's <laughs> like, look, we'll give you a gun. We'll let you shoot a few things, and then we'll get you back home. And right. And then yep. we'll tell your parents to pay us money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then your parents pay. Everybody so probably knows exactly where it is. Everybody wins except for that person. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other guild. <laughs> Professional victims guild. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. uh, this way. 
Yes, you emerge, you, you emerge <sighs> out of the ship and find yourself on a docking station made entirely of wood. Um, everything, as far as the eye can see, it appears to be grown. Like, there are, there are bits of metal, like, sort of interwoven in certain places for decoration and, and like, accent. But the majority of the construction of this city is grown from a variety of different natural materials. Uh, as is the habit of natural order and their proclivities. Oh, yeah. No. Till has, like, a very sort of, like... He, he's significantly less snobby about the engineering of this particular setting than he has been on occasion previously. Um, the, uh... And there appear to be, like, nature-grown and engineered replications of basically most things that you would typically ascribe to tech. As you sort of step out of the hangar, there's an elevator that is like a wooden leaf, there's like a wooden and leaf-made platform that just sort of seems to, like, flow down on, like, uh, a variety of, of ivy vines that moves at about the same speed of a regular elevator that just sort of slowly descends down to the ground floor of the of the spaceport. Question. Is the Volnash uh, is the uh Volnash Volcare um like the the, 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 the the cradle arms that are holding it. Is it just like a tree or a vine just like grew out and wrapped around it and is holding it in place? Essentially it's it's sort of it's sort of like a like wooden like massive roots just sort of extended out from the side and just wrapped around the, the fins of the ship to hold it in place. Look back at the ship. It's odd to see something that's shaped like an axe head being held by a giant tree. Huh? This gestures because the because if, if I'm recalling correctly, the ship is shaped like an axe head. <laughs> yeah, like the uh, all all Orcus ships have a have a vaguely axe head shape. They're all like wedge forward, vertical wedge design. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like. Yeah, huh. Yes, well, natural order engineering tends to be on a much more sustainable and holistic design, as I'm sure you're probably aware. How much do I know about natural order engineering? <laughs> Roll me technology. <laughs> Trying to remember if I have anything special with my technology roll or not. Nope, nope, nope. Do that. Back. Technology. 18. Uh. Most of Natural Order's technology, uh, is like, as you see here, uh, grown and shaped by druidic means um and by extensive genetic engineering um like the 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 primary craft of golnash or not golnash uh, of of natural order uh um engineers and construction agents is a very particular form of druidism in which they can weave designs and engineered ideas into the seeds of plants that will then grow into the shapes that are desired. 
Does that mean you have to have a druid to build anything? I mean, it's more that it's less that you have to have a druid to engineer and more that your engineers are druids. Yeah, but I mean, like, like for instance, with an orc ship, you don't have to be a particular kind of person in order to pick up a hammer and knock something together. No, but you have to have learned to pick up the hammer and knock things together unless right. you're just doing, like, like they still have menial line work, like people who will just take basic bits of wood and shape them with tools, but like... Yeah. In, just like an engineer studies years to learn how to build a spaceship, a, a a natural order engineer learns and studies for years on how to shape seeds into buildings. Mm -hmm. Yep. But like somebody like Till, who doesn't really have any magical bent, but is still a natural order shipwright, utilizes druid crafted materials for a lot of his stuff that he does. Yeah. So he he's not the one making the genetic modifications to raw materials, but then that's, those are the sort of materials he gravitates towards that have their preset genetics already put into them. Yeah. Like yeah. most, it, it basically means that manufacturing is, is a, like, literally part of the life cycle of any natural order world. Because manufacturing is literally growing things. Oh, I'm aware. It's just amusing to see different technological vectors interface. And I, that isn't to say there's no metal. Like I said, like you have like computer kiosks and things. It's very hard to grow an organic computer. Uh, it's been done, uh, but it's typically a pricey thing. Someone who doesn't want to touch any metal in their life might have someone build an organic like uh, uh, yeah, tech natural vegans order grown, <laughs> natural order grown computer but there are still plenty there's still plenty of metal and circuitry around in in places that druidism is not easily covered man it must suck to try to speak with plants on natural order technology they have to be just like how are you doing <laughs> my purpose is to compute <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with this tree? <laughs> How far from the uh, the docks is the uh, the Adventures Guild? Hmm? Relatively close, uh, as okay. you might surmise, all things uh -huh. considered. Makes sense. Um, yeah, Kindle, the uh... whole way there is just waving at people, like. And yeah, as as you as you leave the the dock, you are like briefly greeted by a uh, docking uh, agent who just basically lets you know that your docking fee has been handled by Fairchild Industries because your ship came in registered as Fairchild. So, Mister like a small child is sitting on Kindle's shoulder and mimicking her, like waving to people. Are are people waving back? What do people look like in response to this show by Kindle? Um, a number, like, a lot of people just sort of continue on about their day, but it does seem like a number of people recognize Kendall and either out of recognition, obligation, or just general good manners will wave back in a lot of, in, in most cases. Okay. There, do, there does seem to be a, there seems to be an air of recognition around Kendall wherever she goes. She seems to be a rather public figure on this planet. We're going to turn a corner and there's going to be a billboard with her on it. <laughs> <laughs> Till is definitely like a step and a half ahead and slightly off to the right doing his his bodyguard positioning. 
and just keeping an eye out for anybody who looks like they're on a vector to actually directly approach. So this is a, this is a genuine question for Jeremy. Uh, do you think that Kendall would have done any advertising work or like modeling work <laughs> for for Fairchild Industries? Um, because your father would have let you if you wanted to. If you showed any interest, but he wasn't gonna, you know, force you. I think maybe briefly, like, like very much in that all like I want to figure out what I'm gonna do and like. Somebody who is really passionate about this one thing for like two weeks. She had her modeling. And then moves phase. on to the other thing for like two weeks. And then moves on to the other thing for ooh, four weeks. And the yeah. next thing's like a week. You know, like so a little bit, but not like much. So perhaps it's in fact slightly embarrassing when you round the corner. And you hear one of the like holographic projectors uh, playing one of the one of the few advertisements that you actually did. That's you know talking about you know Fairchild Industries bringing uh, bringing rejuvenation and regrowth to everything you could possibly need from shipping to transport to home fashion. And it's just a it's just a like a a a a moving image of of uh, of uh, Kendall. In a variety of different situations, showing off. Like... <laughs> All right, we're turned on in the wrong corner. There's another. There's a quicker way. Wait, I wanted to see that. Nope, nope, not that important. <laughs> but yeah, she is like full. She is in her most L Woods moment right now. Yes. But eventually. Uh, you find your way uh, to the doors of the Adventurer's Guild. Oh, and the Adventurer's the Guild page. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, you're in your larval face. Oh, you're in your... <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but eventually, and the, and the Adventurer's Guild stands out like a sore thumb. Because the Adventurer's Guild always uses the same design for their building on every world. Like so that they are identifiable. <laughs> it's so edgy. It's got all these great edges and it literally, right yeah, angles. it has lots of edges. It's made built like a waffle house. Like every 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 adventurer's guild looks like the like platonic ideal of and like old like an old tavern mm -hmm. uh they they there's like the the very clear like wooden and metal paneled surfacing uh like the 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 front like rails like front porch and chairs for people to sit out front and have a drinking conversation the the like large um the like the wooden doors like actually swinging wooden doors as opposed to like mechanically opening ones does it have like a burned in logo, but also a neon sign above? Basically, yeah. It's like a violent space cracker barrel. Essentially. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking cracker barrel. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, here we are. Design yep. choice. It's the same design choice we always see. It seems odd. 
I suppose there's something to be said for branding. <laughs> it's camp. Look, you always know what you always know. You found the adventurous guild, and you found the adventurous <laughs> adventurous guild. You're a fan. Another ad. You, you mean the per, you, another... you mean the person in charge of the adventurers guild went, stepped out for cigarettes six years ago and we haven't heard anything since. <laughs> oh, they as we're walking towards the guild, another ad with Kindle on it pops down. It's like Kindle <laughs> like, like a Pepsi ad. <laughs> the, the CA the CAL is very particular about their branding. Hell yeah. Till will be the first through yeah. the door and immediately just do a scan of the room to be like, all right, do we have anybody disreputable here that I need to watch out for? Hmm? The Adventurers Guild, yes. Varush will be last to make sure that everybody goes inside. <laughs> and nobody wanders off and by nobody, themselves. Yeah, nobody's wandered off. Proud of Varush. B sort of lingers, but then we'll go in. So you, you find yourselves in, again, and it, it Again, just like the outside, the interior is always the same. There are lines of of like bar counters on both sides that travel all the way to the back, uh, with like seating and uh, and tables spread throughout the center of the room. There are stairs to the sides of the bars that lead up to to, to rooms people to stay in for the night. Uh, and like above each bar, there are the boards because the bartenders serve drinks and also give jobs. Uh, so the, uh, there are the, there are the adventuring boards, the scoreboards for those who are ranked and the job boards for those who are looking for work all behind, all stand, like hovering above the bar, uh, for anyone. Are, who's are, 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 are we, are, are we ranked yet? Yeah. How many points for, uh, you're not, you're not ranked high enough to be present on the board. Bill's going to camp camp out the stretch of table that looks like one might most safely be able to dance upon it after you've had enough drinks. Because hmm? <laughs> I remember shit. Mm. Mm. <coughs> Gonna head up the... Get where? drinks, dance table. Right. In yes. bar, have drink, dance table. Mm-hmm. Uh, head up. Hi, Isn't that how night. it works? <laughs> Probably, I guess so, yeah. Um gonna head up to I we, we would turn in our, our our like mission accomplished here's our shit whatever uh to the bartender as well yeah okay. head up there the the, the the bartender is a uh, a troll uh so the it's fairly fairly reptilian aspect to their face as they sort of look up hi welcome back well I should say welcome I think this is your first time here in this particular one. Uh, we're the Dust Knights. We recently just come back from Planet Veritas when we were sent to aid in dealing with ancient weapons. Of, uh, what, what was our actual mission parameters? It was dealing with that weapon, right? Yeah, it was dealing uh, with the cannon and, and allowing the planet to basically be free. Yeah. Uh, dealing with an ancient weapon that was preventing the planet from being uh, connected to the rest of the galactic um, and uh, liberating them from oppression. Yes, I uh, I got the uh, I got the alert that your team had arrived on planet, and uh, your reward is waiting for you. I'll transfer it to your ship's account. 
Is this somebody who was bartending here the last time uh, before we left? Probably. I left. Yeah. It's his name. <laughs> uh, Vesh. Vesh. More relevantly, is this the one that was bartending at the last Adventurers Guild we went to as well? No, it was not the same bartender. So there is just, from behind, like, everybody else, there is, I'm not going to try to do it, but there's a high-pitched squeal. <laughs> oh. oh my god, Vash! Oh, and just, oh, just walks around the, 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 the walks around the, the bar. Like, oh god, not the even person. remotely. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> At the squeal, Mistle falls off of Kindle. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Kendall walks around to the back of the bar and uh, try to catch. Like walk walks up to walks up walks and up hugs. Vesh. Yeah, Vesh like the with like the very because Vesh is a troll. They're very tall and lanky, so with the yep. one arm, like one arm hug to the side. Yeah, of hug Kendall. the hip, basically. <laughs> it's good to see you again, Kendall. I see you've been making a good name for yourself. Uh, sure. <laughs> Kendall is technically not a member of the Dust Knights. Yes. Nope. These are all my friends. Kendall's an attaché. It's yes. still on the floor as you point. I, oh, I, shit. Sorry. I Bees tried to catch Mistle, but I rolled a 10. So I was going to say, Till tried to catch Mistle, but he rolled a 14. I don't know if that's a, <laughs> enough. I mean, she has wings, but I, right, feel, yeah. I, I, mean, I feel like that took her by surprise. Yes. Fair. And... <laughs> There's just like a little squeak out of Mistle, and she just hit the floor. Till will offer her a hand up. <laughs> I, I'm okay. She'll fly okay. Sorry, right. sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Um. So yeah, these are all my friends. They're the best. Uh, speaking of which, uh, he says, looking over the group of you, uh, the boss wanted to speak with you. Go to the back when you got a chance. Okay. He starts heading to the back. Yeah, I was going to say, i heading that way. <laughs> oh, I guess we're going. I'll I'll catch up with you later. He nods. Walk back. I'll, I'll have your grab something you a back. lot. Just grab it off. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I'll have another one ready for you when you come back. Thank you. Just going to sit on fees now. There's like, there, there has been as you come over you realize that there has been that little hammock that bees knits up on the shoulder pieces and it's just been sitting there empty and as you yeah. come over some of the little torch bees are out and they're sort of like tightening up the, the webbing threads <laughs> uh, thank you guys countdown from Kindle to table is one <laughs> <laughs> yep. till just if Kendall's going till just follow yeah the group of you walk through the familiar back doors that lead into the exact same office that you have seen previously with the exact same Karos sitting at the desk. Did we go through a portal? Most likely. Welcome okay. back. The uh, the half-orc proprietor of the Core Adventurers League. Or orcish. The orcish proprietor of the Core Adventurers League says as the the group of you enter. Bartender said you wanted to Indeed. I wanted to congratulate you on your mission and 
present you with a problem that we've got. Go on. <sighs> well, as it turns out, the impossible has happened, thanks to that idiot who goes by the name of Deadlock. How much do all of you know about extraplanar beings and activities? If it's dead, if it's deadlock, am I rolling religion? Yes. Thirteen. Uh, what? Um, what, what would the that? Hell? Uh, deadlock is religion. Yeah. Uh-huh. I got a two. Sixteen. <laughs> Sixteen. Nice. But out loud, he says a lot. So, basing on this, um, so the uh, most of you should be aware, except some of you perhaps, uh, Bees is the only one who is really not fully aware of this, that for the most part, gods reside in their own divine plane. Right. They very rarely leave them, if ever, and definitely do not do so on mass scale. However, when a new god is born in the calamitous event that such a thing occurs, they don't necessarily have a realm immediately. And most will ascend to take one. Deadlock is famous for being the god without a realm. The wandering god of war. The the only god that you will typically run into in general environment, wandering the material plane. And uh, who is to road, and who is to ships as canyons are to ground-based dust. Yes, running into him tends to be very dangerous. Okay. Bees whispered a mistle. We thought gods lived in the sun. Uh, not all of them. Why are they so bright then? Uh, glitter. Okay. <laughs> So I take it this deadlock has uh, <laughs> that will come back to bite us in the claims. ass at some point. <laughs> Is he running amok or did he decide to take over part oh, of real space or as much as much as deadlock causes mayhem wherever he goes, he is on the galactic scale generally harmless. <laughs> I'm sure he would take offense to that, but sure. <laughs> Deadlock halfway across the galaxy sneezes and he's like, What the fuck? Someone just called me harmless. <laughs> Two days later, Fallen Thornwood would vanish. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, things can be things can be capable of causing great harm, but then not do it, and they're still harmless. Something like that. Alright. Mm. Anyway. But it's more but it's more a matter that Deadlock has dropped a bit of a problem in our laps and you are with the situations that you are tending to be facing and likely going to be facing in the future 
the most viable people to handle such a situation. That's a terrifying thought. <sighs> and she sort of sighs. All right, the lot of you, please meet Strida. Uh, the, he, she says as she sort of waves in, and an individual walks into the room. Uh, the individual standing before you looks like someone stepping out of a fantasy novel. Uh, feminine in figure, uh, very tall, uh, standing somewhere between seven and eight feet tall. Um, very broad on the shoulders and incredibly muscled, dressed in old-fashioned plate mail, like medieval-style full plate with a metallic round shield slung over their shoulder and a long sword on their on their waist. Uh, their brown hair is uh, is kept uh, pulled back into a close bun, uh, and her eyes have this sort of halfway between blue and no, sorry, they're they're like these bright violet uh, uh, orbs that sort of look across the group of you as she enters. And she uh, sort of looks across the group of you. Uh, greetings. My name is Strida. It is a pleasure to meet you. Is she glittery at all? Not really. Okay. Hold on. Bruce, nice to meet you. Till Wayland. Pleasure. Hmm? Hi. Strida here, says Karos, is our impossibility. They are, meant, they are meant to be something only told of in myths and legends. But here we have, sitting before us, a demigod. Uh, Congratulations. What knowledge do I have in relation to demigods? Demigods are, theoretically, according to legend, the children of gods, but gods live in the divine plane and don't have kids. Right. Where's your glitter? Quietly, please, bees. You can ask questions much, 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 much later. Hmm? Mistel will whisper to bees. Not only for God's glitter. Wait, what did, what did Mistel say? <laughs> only for God's glitter. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. We're sorry you don't glitter. Srida just raises an eyebrow. People call us bees. So I assume, based on the uh, previous statements, that you are the daughter of Deadlock. Deadlock is my father, yes. Look <laughs> over at, at our boss. And, like, with the look on my face that says and <laughs> Deadlock after this? one of his many wanderings uh, decided to shall we say foist his parental duties upon the adventurers uh, and deposited Strida here with the request that we train her to reach her full potential ah huh. So this is a bit of a basket-on-the-doorstep sort of situation. Something like that. 
No offense. I apologize. She is inexperienced as an adventurer, but has, as you might surmise, phenomenal innate talents and abilities. Mm-hmm. That was like Gideon with the brothel. We're just going to skip past that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. My, my father was deadlocked. Uh, my mother is simply known as Victory. All right, and uh... four and three make freedom. Is your mother all right with this uh, transfer of custody? Frankly, she shares a significant amount of my father's disposition. Ah, I see. Anyone who wants to can roll history. Yep. Hell yeah. I'm terrible at it, but I'd like to roll six. <laughs> uh, 14. Damn, bees. Can, can, can this be one of those weird things that we know, but we don't know why we know it? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Coltarn, bees, and Kendall are all aware of the fact that victory is the name that is on, the only name known to the only human or the only mortal to have ever bested Deadlock in physical combat. And is basically a legendary figure throughout the galaxy as the single most badass woman in the galaxy. Um, and the, the, suddenly the, the name and the... And, and Varush is aware of this as well with a 10. It was a minimum 10. Um, with, uh, with the, the, the name Strida is, um, is old, is old tongue. It is the, the, the language of the, uh, precursor. It's, it's precursor for battle. We know about her. She defeated Deadlock. She beat up your dad. <laughs> <laughs> your mom beat up your dad. And it's just like with us. It's just like with us, the best fighter is the one that gets to mate. Well, Varouge, uh, I, we don't, I mean, Strida could certainly, we could teach her what we know, I suppose. Yeah. It is, it is known throughout history that Deadlock is fond of competition and has been known to set incredibly difficult challenges to people who he comes across that he deems worthy. And those who, who can best him in competition are granted whatever it is their heart desires should it be within the power of the god of war. Individuals have bested him in various competitions, but Victory is the only individual in galactic history to have beaten him in a duel. She chose mating. Not quite, Srita says. She wanted her legacy to last forever. And then pat bees on the back. <laughs> pat bees on the back and cast silence. <laughs> Srita sort of, she wanted her legacy to last forever. And so she was given the name Victory to be known throughout the galaxy and an immortal child. 
carry on that legacy. Huh. So has your father set a task for you then? All all he said was go meet your full potential. Do any of us use swords? <coughs> Bruce and Mistle to a certain extent. I thought Bruce uses an axe. I mean he does, but he can yeah. he ha- he also has a pike. And, like, yeah. he can use and... anything. If it can hurt somebody, he uh, can yeah, use No, I'm talking about like like on the regular as opposed to can. I could also do oh. Yeah. It's <laughs> technically like a large dagger, but it's a sword from Mistle. Right. Because so. she is decked out with a long sword. Yeah. But to the point, the journeys that you are going on will be highly dangerous. And someone of Sreeda's abilities may be worthwhile, and the adventurers you may find yourselves almost have as valuable experience for a budding demigod. As much as I never believed I would be saying that sentence aloud. I mean... Uh, Sreeda, I don't foresee us likely to reject this proposition out of hand uh, given the scope of the issue, I do have to inquire uh, how you feel about uh, socially inept half-elves and cambians as a rule. Both of them sound close to home. Kind of looks at Verouge like, well, that's at least one question answered. <laughs> um... And I can't remember. We're keeping the fact that we have this sword on the ship secret, right? I mean, uh, Paros knows it, but yes. Yeah, from from most other people. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if she's going to be on the ship, then... Uh, and if you had... How would you say that you would rate your willpower resisting using an easy way out uh, or a weapon of such that might make you achieve your potential. If you refer to the corruptive natures of cursed items, I am immune to them as part of my divine soul. We have a dangerous artifact. It's hardly a thing. (laughs) It's still a gun up in the box. She's, She's also one of the few people who might be able to in times of extremists, wield the thing without becoming a demon. Well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Last time we, the last time that box opened, a big fuck-off dragon appeared, so I don't know that that's in our future, but it's certainly useful. Break glass in case of emergency kind of situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll avoid that at all possible if we can. Sorry, just kind of processing through potentials. For the most part, the why uh, aspect of things. For the the most part, treat her as you would any other member of your crew, and she will learn as she goes. As far as I understand, she's been very sheltered for most of her upbringing. Treat treat her, clarifying question, treat her as we would treat any other member of the crew that is in this room right now or any other member of the crew that is currently back on the ship still because 
we tend to treat each other very differently than we treat the other people on. <coughs> We're working. I'll leave, I'll leave that one up to you. But understand that she is incredibly durable, will likely pack quite a punch in combat, even if she's inexperienced, and will likely be valuable as she continues to gain and grow. Also, just because I'm extremely uncomfortable with talking about a person as if they aren't here or are a commodity, uh, was it Striga or Strida? Strida. Uh, Strida, how do you, what do you feel about idea? Frankly, I don't feel much of anything at the moment. I am still new to most of this and will adapt as I learn. So not neither positive nor negative? Not really. All right. Well, that's something we could work on as well. Hopefully pushing the needle towards the positive end of the spectrum. Uh, sorry, you have us all at a bit of a loss. We anticipated a job of more of a, here's something dangerous we need you to go put bullets in. So this was a bit outside our expectations, but we'll adjust and uh, hopefully everybody will get along with it just fine. Our images in Slack for you. Cool. I, I have to know. Uh, is this just like regular ass steel gear, or is it something special? I mean, it looks like regular fucking steel. Out of curiosity, the the equipment uh, we're carrying and building is just is this modern steel, or is this as archaic as it looks? It is an extension of myself. I think it's cute. So divine fire. I have crafted my form in much the same way that one would craft uh, an outfit, to say. I mean, yeah, that tracks. All right. Well, welcome to the Dust Knights. Mm. I don't require faith in the same way that gods typically do. Uh, I won't require any of you to pray to me at all. It should be fine. Oh, I didn't even think that was big one right assume. All right. Well, that's good to know. I mean, we don't pray to the Cambian either. <laughs> we like this. It's like balance. Uh, all right. Was there anything, any other specific tasks you wanted us to take on? There might be, Caro says as she pulls up a data file. While you're on planet, there's something that's been concerning. Do tell. The, uh... We've lost contact with one of the uh, more outlying cities on the planet. <clears throat> Completely. 
And the more concerning thing is that records of the of the of the town itself and the inhabitants have been erasing themselves. Oh, that's odd. Erasing themselves? As in files that had previously had information, census data, uh, known events, uh, even the names of people in that town have begun to come up as corrupt. So not like literally like erasing their body, but... I mean, we don't know. We have lost all contact. Okay. Fair. Yeah. But I'm just saying, there's some weird stuff that some uh, people can do. Sorry. Uh, this is the town you said? Yes. Is there a ship, a ship-worthy landing base or landing zone near the town, or are we going to have to go on and we... There's no, there's no space dock nearby, at least not as far as what records we have that remain of it. Uh, still say, um, you will probably need to recruit some vehicles to transfer there. I can provide a voucher for sta- for standard um, air car fare, but the uh, if, if you wanted something more complicated than simply a hovering car, uh, you would need to probably reach out on your own. Do we have the name of this uh, urban center? Uh, that data has also come up as corrupt. We do have a general location. All right, but we don't even we can't even remember the name of like. Have we talked to anybody that used like? Is this something where memories of it are going are leaving as well? Uncertain. Uh, the 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 town wasn't particularly. Uh, Active or large on the on the grand scale of the planet, and so the we haven't encountered anyone who claims to have been there or have prior knowledge of it. But that may also simply be a matter of selection bias. Fascinating. Hmm. Well, if you've got coordinates, then we can begin preparation for an expedition. Very well. Uh, I will send the coordinates to uh, your data pads, and you may take the time that you need to rest and resupply here, and uh, prepare to move out at your discretion. Thank you very much, Guildmaster. I would recommend taking some time to get to know each other, she says, indicating to Strita and (laughs) the group of you. Oh, yes. No, I think... uh... What do you think, Coltarn? Back to the ship... Oh, Let's try to meet the rest of the crew. We've got a few inquiries to make about the guild regarding Invard, but after that, mm-hmm. we head back to the head back to the ship, introduce Rita to everyone, and plan from there. You're looking for Invarns. I may be able to point you in the right direction for a lead. Ooh, excellent. Mm-hmm. You've seen some recently. Not personally, but the information that passes through the Adventurers Guild generally keeps up on things. Uh, speak to Vesh outside, and he may be able to point you in the direction of people who will know things. Okay. Thank 
That sounds good, Missile. Go do that. Right. Shrita, uh, feel free to, yeah, no, come with us and we'll show you how we do things when we're on planet fall, I guess. <laughs> of course. She says and sort of, like, just sort of shoulders the shield and... Can, uh, can Till get an insight on this demigoddess and see if he can kind of try and intuit... Obviously, she carries herself, I think, in a way that bespeaks a tremendous amount of combat capability, but in terms of, like, peopling effectively. How is she at that side of things? Roll me, roll me inside. Okay. While, and while Till is doing that, Colton will just add it. Don't worry. The, God, uh, I'm frequent, rolling like ass. The frequent prolonged awkward silences are part of the problem. <laughs> of course. 14. The woman you are the woman you are looking at has the subtlety of a flying club. Okay. Hmm. Like you are fairly certain that both in combat and out of it, she is about as straightforward and honest as it can be. All right. Coltarn, if we've got a missing town that we're going to investigate, do you think I think bringing uh, Xander along? Or so that you've got some backup on the science side of things might not be a bad idea. I don't know if Jasira will be willing to leave the well relic behind, but no. mm -hmm. actually, my thought was um, Tobar has Tobar has created himself in the exosuit as a full-on artificial intelligence, no longer operating in external form. I was actually thinking of having. Bar, keep communication back to the ship and Xander on the ship, maintaining any records and watching to see if any of our records are corrupt as oh. yeah. no, that seems that seems mm. tactical. Mm. That way we have that way we sort of have eyes on the situation as it occurs and diagnose in media as well. Alright. Rather than after that. Miss Fairchild, uh, you're going to be coming along on this one to see the vanished town? Uh. All right. Just wanted to check. I wasn't sure if anything had caught your attention elsewhere. Nope. Nope. Are we going to look for Ann Barnes first? Yes. Yes. I believe we're going to speak with Vesh first and see what's there and then determine how we can best pursue that end of things. Yeah. Well, let's go speak with Vesh. What he can, see where he can. Are you nervous? No, I'm fine, bees. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> we didn't mean you till we meant missile. Uh, no, no, not not right now. I'm just anxious. Okay. Can I check and look at Till and see if Till is nervous? <laughs> That's made me suspicious. <laughs> Cannot wait to see how this pans out. Mm -hmm. 20. Yeah. 30, 20, yeah. 
Um, no, Till is uh, Till has the air of an individual who has a constant level, constant level of not paranoia but apprehension, and is now more geospatially proximate to the source of that. Hmm? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, can I also use that on Mistle or should I reroll? I mean if you want. I feel like it's quite obvious how Mistle is feeling at this point. Uh, okay, fair. All right. But these are just sort of, you know, settled around Mistle and they're they're sort of fanning yeah. her and also uh making sort of a steady soothing hum. I feel like she's got like one or like a few of them in her lap and she's like petting them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're like they're they're, they're doing the B equivalent of purring, where it's yeah. just sort of like a... so you head back out into the adventure guild proper. Yep. Uh and head back to Vesh. That is V E double S H H, by the way. Uh it's good to see you again. Yes. I have that drink for you. He says as he hands you hands you hands you whatever your preferred cocktail would have been whenever you were in here. Um yeah, I'm 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 I I'm terrible with, with with particular ones, but whatever it is, it is both very sweet and very strong. Mm -hmm. Um we've got a question for you. Um uh, Missile, do you wanna? In people that look like me, in Barnes, or do you know people that would know of people like me? Uh, actually, I think I might have uh, just the information you're looking for. He says he sort of starts to root through some of the data pads that he has, sort of sitting around the uh, sitting around uh, the countertop around him. Uh, about uh, four months ago. Uh, the there was a small group of environs who were looking to uh get away from everything and find a quiet place to settle down and sort of be by themselves sort of away from all the troubles around the world and they were asking around adventure skills generally a friendly place for people like that so they came in here to ask and uh i sent them out with uh one of our groups who was going out on a routine scouting mission uh, let's see. They oh. were headed out to, and he sort of pulls up a data pad. That's fucking weird. The destination's completely gone. Uh, oh, right died. Yeah, no. Till as soon as he started to pull out the data pad and got yeah. the weird look on oh, his yeah. face, Till just face palms. Oh, I knew it before that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think we may have a lead on that but it's good to know that uh do, some of these objectives are converging do you have any more information about them do you know like what they look like or names or exactly uh, how many sorry my uh i there were five six total uh I, a couple of different families i think and uh I don't have real good face memory for people that small. I'm sorry. 
You didn't hear names or anything? Didn't ask. They didn't want to share them. Okay. I guess they were afraid of people hunting them down. Bees buzzes over towards Varush and says, "What? What do they mean?" Varush is gone. Ashley stepped out. <laughs> uh, I will ask Colton. Sorry, I missed. I missed whatever the "what does she mean" part. What, what? What do they mean? What are they talking about? Uh, bees. Bees doesn't understand what. Um, why. Um, uh, missile and until immediately made a connection oh. when the death was blank. Well, there's a village that we've been tasked with investigating of all information about which has been coming up corrupt, and we're looking at uh, data slates about the location of some environs on the planet. The data came up corrupted. That's a weird coincidence. It's not a coincidence. Oh, okay. Would it be possible? Oh, right. I think I think Ashlyn missed that entire setup. I think because because of when Ashlyn left. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, the guildmaster said, "Please take care of this demigoddess." Yeah. And I then okay, and then was like, "Also, there's a city that we've lost contact with, or maybe a town, or maybe a village." Uh, and also, all entries of it have been showing up in digital files as corrupted or lost. So we assume that there used to be a city there, but for some reason it's vanishing effectively. Can you type? Uh, can you type the the troll's name in chat, please? Dash. And then we said, "Cool, we'll check into it." Have you heard if the environs are around anywhere? And they said, "Go talk to Vesh about that." And Vesh is like, "Oh yeah, some environs came through. They were headed to." Well, that's weird. The record of the place they were headed is showing up as corrupted data in my data slate. Um, Vesh. Could I get a copy of that day? The corrupt. Uh, sure, I can hand that off. And he sort of flicks a thing, and your data pad gets a gets a data burst. I reach over, uh, uh, pull, uh, uh, pull, uh, uh, a cable out of my data pad, and then plug it behind my ear or my right ear, uh, and the right eye begins flashing. And I'm going to, uh, with Tollbar, I'm going to look over that data real quick and see if I can, uh, I would like to see if I can uh, decompile the data enough to sort of disentangle the whatever user interface they're using, uh, whatever user interface they're using to represent that data. Disentangle that into its basic, into its most basic, just this is raw data section and see what is actually happening to that data. If it is if the date, if like the information itself is still intact, but the access has been corrupted through the UI, or if the data itself has been encrypted somehow, like because if the because the data was there, it wasn't deleted; it's just showing up as corrupted. Then there should be something I can find in the the, the corrupted data that would tell me what is actually happening. Probably technology. Uh, I'm what was my AI campaign do for me? Hang on. Okay. So I can treat the result as a 10 or my gadgeteer level plus intelligence modifier, whichever is higher. It doesn't say that I can that I have to do that before I make a roll. So, yeah, so your your minimum roll on this is either 10 or whatever your gadgeteer level plus your intelligence is. Which would be eight. So minimum my minimum my minimum result is ten. Uh you're you only have a plus two intelligence? 
no, plus five. Oh, right. No, you're right. Your gadget here. You're only, you're gadget only level like, three. That's right. You only have three levels of gadget here. That's right. Right. Yeah. Because I have five levels of three, three of gadget here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, min 10. Uh, any advantage for working with Tolbar? Nah, I'd say uh, Tolbar is the reason you can't roll less than a 10. So. Yeah, yeah, sure. sure. So eighteen it was blank for a second, <laughs> right? Yeah, so eighteen. Yeah. So with it, with an eighteen, um, it's actually the reverse of what you were suspecting. All right. Uh, as you as you sort of break this data down to its constituent bits, the 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 presentation of this UI is calling upon information, and the data it is calling upon is gone. Okay. Like it's it's it's. There is there is a call request for information for the name of the town, and the name of the town that data is gone. So it's pulling on empty data. So it's pull, so the data so kind what, of a four hundred four issue. So yeah. whatever database it's pulling from is being the data is being removed. Yeah. Right. Do we have a name for the system that the planet's in? I mean, it's, it's, here, it's here. Oh, it's here on Starwood. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so, city. so after a few seconds of his of his one eye flashing, look back up. Oh, Vesh, uh, what database does your information come? Is it local or is it something? I mean, this from? this pulls from planetary census and general information network. It's distributed across the planet. Is there a principal storage for, say, city that's I mean, that would probably be closer to a uh, capital building in the middle of the city. Do you have a holographic map of that can that's scalable from ground to orbit? We have a planetary map, yes. It, it, is, uh, it can get you most everything on the planet. Let's look for the blank spot. Or, yes, if we look at the coordinates for this, uh, the, give him the, the coordinates that we got from. And he'll 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 hit a button and there's a like a, a spherical uh presentation of the planet sort of pulls up on a on a projector next to him and he sort of waves a hand through it and it, it sort of spins around for a minute and he finds the right coordinates and blows it up and blows it up until it pulls down to ground level and there's just an empty spot on the planet on the planet. Could I make an Is there any role I can make to see if because actually no, I don't need a roll. This is gonna be an assumption Coltar's making. If I had to make a guess, I would say that some intelligence, either artificial or otherwise, is burrowing into the planetary database and actively removing data. From what I can tell from the that I'm seeing there, uh, the software that you're using is calling data from a database, and that data that they're pulling is not there. But not about. Oh, there's tricky magic afoot. Something mm. is eating it or removing wiping it up. Why would it do that? Well, if you are, for instance, uh, running heinous and illegal experiments on the population of a town and you didn't want anybody to know how to get there or what you were doing, you might set a bug to erase all data regarding that town planetary databases. Alternatively, if you belong to a demographic that has been consistently mistreated by a galactic uh, culture at large, and you are looking for a safe place to rebuild your society, you might be zealous enough to try and remove access to that place uh, from public uh, scrutiny. That hmm? is another valid uh, potential option. 
So yes, this could be heinous and nefarious, or it could be protective in nature. And I think getting eyes on the location is going to be the easiest way to yeah. Agreed. determine. Unless we unless we could get access to that database, the core database pulled from but... find find some clues there and see if it does seem to be more technological or magical in nature that yes but that's probably not an easy thing to do even for probably yeah yeah do i have any idea how tightly tied into local government fairchild industries and helias fairchild specifically so strong right yeah (laughs) i feel like probably very not in any official capacity okay look i was about to say they don't they don't have any like official political poll but they have you know people and money the yakuza has no official political affiliation with the government of japan exactly mafia has no official political information with the government it is exactly as it is exactly as 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 connected to government as the Corleones are. Oh, okay. Kendall's Kendall's dad has bought you know some uh, some of the um, look uh, Thornwood judges' mom's a house. And I'm not saying that look. there have been some unicorn and nightmare heads ending up in beds, but <laughs> look, your dad Kendall's dad has a super yacht, and he just happens to invite all of his rich and powerful friends out onto it regularly. Talk shop. <laughs> I will. I will say this about Kendall's dad. As far as Till knows, he doesn't collect Nazi memorabilia, though. This is as near as Kendall knows. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shoddy NPC. So it, he could. He could. Like there could be. Sorry, your dad's gonna have to die. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> Actually, I'm not sorry about it. <laughs> Me neither. It's it's what's best for everybody involved. Yes. Um, now your father, your father is a completely legitimate businessman. Yes, which, which is a sentence that is always accurate. <laughs> never, and never, is never and, and is said repeatedly about very normal people all the time. Never once has been said <laughs> inaccurately. <laughs> is it close enough that we could use our vehicle or? Uh, the guildmaster said they could uh, call us an air car uh, and get us overland transport, but there's no dock, ship docking facilities within close proximity to the location. We, so we, we have a, a, a dust yeah, We have a truck. Yeah, you have you you do have you do have a hover truck. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. right. We do have a hover truck. Yeah. Also, also, Baruch can just <laughs> get one whenever. Varush can uh can uh um... destruct a uh a transport. Yep. Varush does have the capacity you've all, you've to all call seen, it a favor. Uh, Tron. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's, it's, I, Except I, it's a truck. I, I do want to play a paladin that's like their fine steed is like calling out a supply drop. It's like a right. like a divine helicopter comes by and just drops off a vehicle <laughs> and it gets on. <laughs> This is my celestial jeep. <laughs> this is my feed jeep. Yeah, probably more accurate. Celestial jeep runs on runs on uh, runs on uh, all battery. 
the the fiendish jeep uh uh not only does it take fossil fuels it takes twice as much fossil fuels as any <laughs> other vehicle <laughs> um and um and it always runs out of gas five miles before the next refueling station yep uh do we want to divert to central uh civil computers centers then or do we want to head out here before potentially the data and memory loss of this place gets worse <laughs> i would say if uh, let can... me let me tell you uh this has been relatively recent but it's from what i can tell going back uh i'm going through data relating to this it looks like this job has been around for a few for a couple of months uh I don't think it's going to get that much worse, that much faster. So if there's preparations you need to make, I would go ahead and take the time. I would say yes. Let's get back to the ship, make our preparation. If Kendall, Kendall, if you can get us into a centralized database to take a look at what's going on, that would be useful. But if not, bring it head right out. I mean, try. We'll try. All right. At the very least, if we were able to get there, even if I couldn't find anything, I could set something up. Something back. Mm -hmm. Let's move then. Uh, uh, while we're on our way, do you want to check to see if any of the neighboring locations have had any recent disturbances? Neighboring. Oh, please. Places in proximity to our target? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, if we can hit up a news kiosk or something. Any public-facing reports? Or even if Vesh uh, has anything before we leave? I not haven't heard much about the remaining towns around there. It was, it was sort of out of the way. As far as everything <laughs> that we know about the town previously, it was... It was a place for people to go to be away from the rest of the world. Ah, Yakima. <laughs> or Nocturne. That was for Ashlyn. <laughs> I got it, too. Yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Glad you know, too. <laughs> that was great. Down here, it's called Helen. <laughs> yep. That's where our dad is. Yeah. <laughs> Helen, where people go, where people go when they don't want to deal with anybody else in Georgia anymore, and also where people go to die racing motorcycles up a mountain. Um, can Till stop somewhere and grab some more ammo on the way? Oh, one hundred percent. Excellent. He's going to stop off in just a whatever armory or munitions shop he can find. You can find it at market price. Um, okay. I don't. I, I don't remember. I know that my machine gun has a whole bunch of it that Baruch like decked this thing out last time we got money. Um, I don't, it doesn't have any of the attachments, but if I saw the PDF, um, I'd be able to find it. If uh, Grease Monkey's handbook is in the handouts, hang on. Uh, I think I can tell you because I there. write all my, because I write all my uh, construction plans down. 
and as is the but, and um, the actual the Stardust PDF I know that also pinned. Baruch has let or has uh yeah let Till use it before too. Uh, it's the Volshar pattern. No, that's a sniper rifle I got or which I made for Gideon. Uh, let's see, I made a heavy revolver. I made a sniper rifle. Uh, or maybe like I didn't. saved any of the information. Maybe I didn't actually. No, he had he had it done um, before. Yeah. No, I just I might. I, did I do it? I don't think so. Okay. He has enough of a technology that he did. I think he did it himself. Okay. Okay. That might be why then. But yeah. Um... All right. Unless I just gave you the info. Anyway. Uh, I I don't have to make anything right now. Anyway. Uh, you do have another oh. two thousand gold pieces. Uh, oh, well, that counts. Fund from from your from your job on Savarinus. <clears throat> well, that hey. each your total. Uh total two thousand gold oh. was added to the party fund. Each? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like each. Are we um entirely out of character on a meta level? Is Gideon still with us? Basically. Yes. Kind of getting for, for from a meta perspective, Gideon is sort of acting in NPC coma. Okay, all right. Uh, then Bees is still letting Gideon carry all of Bees' money. There you go. 285, 285, uh, 285 gold and seven, so seven, seven silver, <coughs> one copper, one copper each with Gideon's up. No, that'd be that'd be Gideon's total because that's that's splitting it seven ways as opposed to eight. There are only seven of us. Oh right, yes, duh. I was telling myself. <laughs> you're not, you're the GM. That's the tax. <laughs> no, right? Uh, let's see. Uh. Yeah, then let's be on our way. Which yep. would say tax? That's what poor people pay. <laughs> yeah, head back to the ship. Introduce Strida to the others. Uh, you enter the ship. Um, as you arrive in the in the cargo bay where uh, Xander and uh, Jasira tend to hang out, uh you hear uh, the sound of a uh, welding torch being used. Till immediately goes beeline to that. Who the fuck is using a welding torch on my ship? Hmm? Uh, and uh, as you as as you as you approach, uh, you see. You see a small amount of sparks, and then it cuts off as uh, 
as Xander lifts the welding mask off of his face and uh, holds something up and hands it over to Jasira, who takes it, spins the pistol that she's just been handed around a couple times. Yeah, good, good work. And holsters it as she turns to look oh, over okay. at the group of you. If he's modifying weapons, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> As Jasira as Jasira looks up as the group of you approach. Welcome back. I trust you've been uh, busy getting your rewards and accolades. I see you have a tall new friend. This is Street, everyone. Xander, Jasira. Street is a demigod. We've been tasked with curtains. We're collecting you all. Wait, demigod? I thought those were a myth. They're not. Apparently, no. People think everything's a myth until they see it. <laughs> I like to shatter people's worldviews just like with simple sentences. <laughs> <laughs> okay, she says, sort of looking straight up and down. Wow, you reek of divine power. Yep, yeah, that tracks. Oh, it's in the fucking weapon. Cool. Not in the description. In the actual weapon, like attack. Oh, did you put it in the in the weapon description? Yeah, I'm putting it in the item oh, now down yeah. in my inventory. I yeah, I put I tend to I put my modification uh, notes in the uh, treasure section of my bio. I always have the breakdown. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Calibrator calibrated receiver, short barrel, quick reflex sight, load uh uh quick load mag and the compensator. Or uh so um what sorry, what was the name of our uh, the, the the other person the half elf? Xander Leiden. Mm -hmm. Uh very quickly I need to set up a relay between uh, Tolbar and you here on the trip. We're going to be heading out to a village on the planet that has been having its data wiped from local databases uh, in order to see what exactly is going on. I'm going to be sending any of our recorded data back to the ship so that you can monitor it, see if whatever's happening is happening logically or magically. Assuming we're not able to get that answer in a more direct way. Oh, uh, okay. He says, like, casting sort of a sidelong glance at a rifle that was being worked on on the table as well. We're not, we're uh, not, yeah, I guess I can, I can wait here. We're not, we're not leaving immediately, so. But it is something that I'm going to need. I'm not going to be able to analyze the data. So yeah, understandable. Uh, and just here sort of looks up. So who are you bringing along with you? I'm assuming the demigod. Anyone else? Do you think you could... You can leave? I say gesturing towards the Hellblade. Oh, I learned a trick, she says. Uh, as she, as she sort of reaches out to it, puts her hands together, and the, 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 the case the blade is in sort of folds and disappears into the wall.
<laughs> it's, in a nods. it's in a pocket dimension of my own crafting. Excellent. Well, if that'll allow you to maintain uh, monitoring, I think it would be excellent to have you along. The right eye stops flashing as Coltarn was scanning to see if she built a secret compartment in the wall or not. <laughs> what happens if you die? Uh, it emerges from where it was last. So okay. it'd be right back in the hangar again. Okay. Well... We, uh... Although, to be fair, that's if I die. And um, that takes a lot. Yeah. We still feel better leaving more than one person on. Uh... Out of character. I guess I can leave Gideon here. Yeah. Uh -huh. So. How do you feel about leaving uh, Gideon and Xander here and then taking Trita and... Works for me. Cambion. Hmm. Whose name I keep forgetting? Jasira. Jasira. Gideon can stay and watch after our hive and some of us will come with you. All right. We might need your assistance navigating these, so that will be helpful. Hmm. The, the bees just like the 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 luminosity of them picks up and the the buzzing gets more excited. Well, now, that, now that you have now that you have officially claimed uh, control of your NPCs, I will go ahead and put all of their character sheets in your journals. Yeah, hell yeah. Hmm. Let us. Well, then let's make our preparations then. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Spincock, right? Or something. Yeah, it was just pulling back through. Oh, yeah. Just just <laughs> rack the slide once. All right. Uh, uh, Coltarn's right arm, like, there's just like a series of, like, a series of, of uh, exhaust ports and uh, uh, just like, uh, um, inputs uh, inputs and compartments just sort of like adjust slide readjust themselves all while his arm is just sort of like holding down off to one side not doing anything <clears throat> similar but for anyone that has Ms. more thorough pepper. miss fairchild is there anything you're going to need to access before we uh depart the city hmm? uh i don't think so like what? Is she is she carrying like any changes of clothes, anything at all, or oh. is okay? <clears throat> uh traveling garments, extra rations. We might not have access to restaurants or hotels along the way. I don't know how out of the way this expedition is going to take us. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I guess I can get some get a snack pack. I have honey. We have honey. Oh, never mind. We've got it covered. Kendall, you, you might need food for a few days. We don't know how long we're going to be gone. 
and you'll want changes of clothes and probably makeup and stuff. As a reminder, uh, yeah, bees does have good honey. Right. So if, mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're satisfied yes. just eating a bit of honey for food for the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I know that bees can keep a, most, if not all of us, alive. It's just, I don't know That's if this fair child is wanting to have a repetitive diet for like three weeks. <laughs> we should, if we have a, 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 Chani, do you have a character sheet for the hover truck? Uh, I do not at the moment. I need to make one. As but we've it, established, it, it's not she, armed. It's just a vehicle. So, as we established, she modeled for a whole week. She understands eating a grape a day. That's true, um, yeah. but no, yeah, okay, fair enough. If we're gonna go, just just give me a second. She goes inside and comes out with like two suitcases. Okay, that was very quick. Till uh -huh. nods, till nods, and immediately picks them both up. Mm -hmm. uh, wait, was that modifying weapons? It is. Uh, a lot of a lot of weapon modifications are in the Grease Monkey's handbook. Yeah, page thirty-three. All right. Well, oh, let's get the, this the, loaded the, up. The <clears throat> Why does it keep doing that? So we'll put the suitcases in the dust runner. <laughs> oh, the vehicle you've got isn't the dust runner. The dust runner is not complete. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. The hover oh, truck. I still whatever. need. I still need another. I still need another uh, fifteen hundred gold worth of repairs for the dust runner to be operational. Gotcha. Because the dust runner is a tank, right? That I'm going to turn into a mech. Mech tank. Fully operational battlefield. Uh, yeah. No, I. I still have. <laughs> they are still. Let me look here. Hang on. And once, once, uh, as per the quest card that I have handed to uh, to uh, Coltarn, once he completes the Dust Runner, he will gain proficiency in land vehicles. Hey, -o. uh, yeah, for just yes, I, I still need, I still need sixteen hundred and fifty gold to repair the Dust Runner right now, to upgrade it to uh, Coltarn's current plan. I'll need another between five and eight thousand gold. Right. So it's a long-term project. Yeah. Right. Till so we'll just usher everybody in to get loaded into the hover truck then. And I think isn't Kendall the one who's proficient in land vehicles? Um I feel like she's been our wheelman several times up till yeah, this point. No, I think that's true because Baruch isn't. Right. And Coltarn isn't yet. Yeah. I think I think Kendall is the only Kendall is the only person in the bar that's proficient with land vehicles. <laughs> right. We can drive. No, you can't. Nope. We've been over this, bees. We can. We learned. You need no, a little not, more. You not need yet, more you haven't. Mm -hmm. And this is not the practice time. Remember, that has to be done under controlled circumstances in a safe environment. We are going to be going cross-country out in the open where you could accidentally run into any number of people or things. So we're not going to do this yet. Hmm? We practice um, lots on the trip here. I will you, grab... There, I, I, you I, were I, on I, a ship. There was no place to drive. Hmm? I will There's grab... a flashback to bees just sort of sitting in the... <laughs> 
in the background, Coltard's doing engineering work, and in the foreground, Bees is just fiddling with the car. Constantly honking. <laughs> uh, I will Why grab... do you think Till's been on the bridge this entire voyage? I will grab a few parts, uh, just so that I can... I... Can I make modifications on the road, Tony? I mean, theoretically. Yeah, because I, I do want to modify features. my... I do want to... Uh, Right now, my coal brack is completely unmodified, other than the fact that I've got it with my repeating uh, infusion, so it never runs out of ammo. Um, but yeah. it could use some more modifications. Made a lot of special modifications. <laughs> I need to. I need to turn it into a into a uh, einfalt coal brack. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Till will jump in the passenger seat. So that he's in proximity to Kendall if anything goes wrong. <laughs> Jasira folds her wings up and they sort of fade into her shoulders as she walks up into the back. Yeah, because how many can this carry? I can carry all of you. Okay. It's a truck. Yep. <clears throat> awesome. Are Loxodons still technically medium, or are they large? No, I'm large. Okay, yeah. cool. Yep. Mm. Yeah, I'm a big, heavy boy. Roosh is a solid fella. <clears throat> Eight foot, 400 pounds. <laughs> Damn. One day. One day I'll gain the extra 10 inches. <laughs> <laughs> so will key in the coordinates for whatever navigation yep. uh, systems this truck has, if any. <laughs> It'll be via mech suit, but still. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 navigation on this truck connects into the uh, into the uh, planetary network, basically, which means that punching in the coordinates is basically driving off the map because of how there's a hole in the map where the coordinates should be. Yep. Um, awesome. Here, let me. Uh... I'll uh, hook uh, that same same way with the iPad. I'll hook myself into, I'll hook my my implant into the vehicle and let Tollbar assist with calculating like destinations since the onboard computer can't. <laughs> the computer just keeps going. At the next interstellar void, make a U-turn. Appa, <laughs> appa. So the familiar the fam now the familiar voice of Tollbar. Uh, assuming I can do this, we'll just go. When you're ready, start the car. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just making sure. Yeah, because I think Bruce has to sit in the the, the little gunner circle. And right. Dan's <laughs> <laughs> turret locks it on, baby. <laughs> yep. All right, hold on tight. Don't mind us, citizenry. <laughs> <laughs> Off we go. <clears throat> yeah, the uh, the the vehicle heads off the ramp uh, from the from the ship and takes the vehicle elevator uh, that exists to bring vehicle-sized objects down from the docks. Uh, that deposits you out onto the streets of uh, Highbark. Uh, how is Kendall driving? So Kendall's driving style, I feel like, 
is the kind of driving style that is a little just a little terrifying to draw to 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 ride with because the turns are sharp like it's always just on the edge of going too far past the speed limit is it the turn but it's uh-uh I think the turns is like when it's starting to get too much, Baruch is just tapping on the on the roof. <laughs> like that's how you know that you're cutting the corner a little too close. Right, right. But it's never it it like despite the fact that it's a terrifying drive, I feel like she's an impeccable driver in terms of like crashing or 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 putting anybody at risk, anything like that. It just feels scary it feels get... like an amusement ride i i want to be very clear these is paying rapt attention and is clearly learning <laughs> amazing Hill is got this weird sort of half white knuckle thing because while the while while like the g-forces and the pull and shift is well within his tolerance range as a professional pilot the proximity that you're coming to solid objects is not at all the distance one would want to be in a spaceship making these sort of right. turns. So everything is way closer than it should be. And he's having to contextualize the fact that we are traveling at much lower speeds than he's used to. So this is technically fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of fine. Also, the 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 very cheery sort of she turns into a fucking road rage animal. <laughs> Just swearing. Constantly. Like she is a New York City driver. Wonderful. <laughs> Move it or lose it, asshole. Yes, very much back, so. Like for the best. But still in the like lilty, like high right, pitched yeah. voice. <laughs> These are just like full on Mr. Bean, like cheerfully flipping people <laughs> off. In the in, like, yes. I, I feel like I'm 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 definitely like my 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 exosuit is like locked into the side of the vehicle in the back. So I'm I'm just bouncing along with the vehicle as I'm working. Just like you just kind of magnetized in, yeah. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> just humming to myself. Because I feel like whoever it was that taught her to drive again, it was one of her dad's employees. So right. so the getaway driver, yeah. And it would be like, right. yeah, it would be like very much like the getaway driver. That is exactly who I was thinking of. This feels like <laughs> this feels like a little bit of liberty with the setting, but this feels like Kendall was taught how to drive by a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, which I'm going to say is we're why not necessarily we're, wrong. Which is well, would have been Jason Statham, which is exactly which is, yes. the movie. which is what I'm going to say. Which is why Coltar is completely unbothered by it because it's just like this is it's like home. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> uh, see the ve the vehicle is your battering ram to get everyone else the fuck out of the way because you've got better places to be. <laughs> if they didn't want to get run over. They wouldn't be in the road. It's as simple as that. <laughs> Amazing. This is the best. I like to think, like, on dwarf planets, there are either no traffic laws or everyone has been in jail because of traffic violations. <laughs> One point or time. Now, the thing is, on dwarven planets, everyone's driving the same way. 
So yeah. it's just a demolition derby of just like everyone very that's, narrowly avoiding each other on very sharp turns. That's why so many dwarves are, are going to uh, going to engineering fields because it's 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 a cultural thing. Right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it's you very call much it en- you call it engineering. We call it everyday vehicle maintenance. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Because they like every 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 dwarven planet's like vehicle vehicular system. You don't want to drive on if you're not a dwarf, because everyone else out there is driving like Kendall, driving like a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> Proud of our girl. How far outside of the city? Like, is this going to be a journey of hours or days? Or it's what probably going to be a couple of days to get to where you're at. They, okay. the, 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 the place you're going to is intentionally out of the way. Mm-hmm. But a couple of days will pass relatively unobstructed if there's anything that anyone needs to do along the way, any conversations that need to happen. Are, are there places that we stay, or are we just kind of pulling over and staying wherever? I mean, there are theoretically rest stops along the way if Kendall bothers to stop at one. Oh, yeah, like... It, it... If they say to stop, if it's time to stop, we will stop. I mean, I, I presume Kendall, even at her best, is not able to operate a vehicle like 72 hours straight without a pause. No. Right. All night. <laughs> Constitution is not her dump stat, but it's not one of her absolute best either. <laughs> yeah, like the, 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 equivalent, the equivalent of a truck stop is basically a in a in a world that has been as like lushly grown with nature as this one, the equivalent of a truck stop is like a particularly large tree that stands out among all of the other ones that is sort of marked with like massive branches that have formed like large overarching, basically large flat planes for like tiered parking across different levels of the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is like a building's worth of of like habitation sections cut out of the tree for people to stay in overnight. This is where we become subject to the Thornwood Chase uh, Chainsaw Massacre. This <laughs> is the truck stop outside the city. There's probably a creepy guy in charge of it. Warns us not to go to that place in the woods. Don't go up that. You know, the whole city is the woods. You know the <laughs> railroad's gonna come through here any day now. And that's gonna be real big for you folks. <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one comes back up. That. Uh-huh. No one comes back. God damn it! No, I need to watch that again. <laughs> I fucking love Captain of the Woods. <laughs> so good. Such a good movie. I love that movie. Also, fuck Joss Whedon. Yes. Brent Crom's on the other hand, I think he's an okay dude and very funny. Yes. No, everybody <laughs> everybody that I am aware of involved in that movie, in true including Drew Goddard, who is actually who directed it, by the way, yeah. um, is fine. Just fuck Joss Whedon. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Mistle, if we find your these other environs, um, you're looking for your parents, as I understand it, right? My family. My my parents and my siblings. I don't know a lot about Invarin culture. Is it a particularly closely bonded sort of culture and society, or...? Yeah, how many dozen siblings do you have? <laughs> I, I only have three siblings. 
Oh. And no, not three dozen. Um, yes, we're, from what I can remember, we were close. I haven't seen them since I was a little kid. All right. How long ago was that? How fast do Envaran age? It's been about 12 years. Um, some of the bees just kind of settle in around uh, uh, around her and, and again, sort of that like purring buzz. Mistel's like hugging onto one of them really, really hard. A question for you, Craig, slash Shani. Hmm? Mm. Do torch bees do the thing, or do torch bees do the thing where they can also buzz offensively, like they can form a ball around something and buzz hard enough that it kills it, like it cooks it to death? Yeah, I mean that's part of why they're called torch bees. Although normally they just sting it to death. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. They also do generate some heat. I think we've established. Okay. And Good to know. Is, Good to know. This is definitely not that. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll be right back. Anyone questions? Uh -huh. Yeah, T Till is just okay. trying to get a uh, particular, cool. like trying to establish an analysis of what to expect and trying to form in his mind at least a ratio of likelihood of success on this for Mistel. All right. Well, uh, Hopefully they'll have some actionable information for you then. What's the last memory you have of them? Um, I got into a fight with my sisters. And I'm not. It, it was stupid. What happened? It was just a stupid argument. I I wanted to go with them. They didn't want me tagging along. Just that sort of thing. And then I I ran away from them. Not far. I'd done it before. But then I got captured by poachers. And you never saw them again? No. Did you kill the poachers? I was eight. So no. Do you want to find them and kill them? Not really. We'll help if you do. They're not the ones. It doesn't matter now. They're not the ones who what? They're not the ones that hurt me. Who hurt you? A girl. What does she look like? 
she she's the one that they sold me to. Well, they yeah. sold me to her father, and he gave me to her as a pet. Did you kill them? No, I, I was a child. No. Do you want to? I just want to find my family right now. Okay. Will you tell me if you see them? The people who hurt you? Yes, I will. Okay. And the bees just kind of settle in and there's a tighter cluster and the sort of like a more soothing rhythm to the hum. Ah, yes, the awkward silences of the dust nights. <laughs> I've noticed they're very common, Streetus. I like the from, idea from that Coltern had to go to the bathroom and just came back at that particular <laughs> moment. I've noticed they're quite common, Streetus says from the side. They are. We are a bunch of action oriented individuals for whom social graces were never impressive. Hey! <laughs> Need a smile. Miss Fairchild is, of course. The exception, thank you very much. As, yes. As she so often is, and also is not a member of the Dust, so was not qualified in you that. You know what? <laughs> I will give you that one. You're, that's fair. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. <laughs> Amazing. Did I miss anything of significance while I was finding the rest? We'll just say. <laughs> no, just recounting of trauma. To start making doing some adjustments to his arm. You all get a night's rest. And presumably head back out again on the road in the morning unless there's anything that needs to happen overnight. I will um I'll burn all my spell slots on good berries. Mm. Hey, uh mostly like the only, the only other thing that happens, at least unless anybody else in the chief's conversation it's just at some point later on uh Holtarn will go outside there will be the sound of a colbrack firing <laughs> and then he'll come back inside and start making some more adjustments was that testing or working off frustrations mm -hmm. testing making it excellent mm -hmm. barouche mm-hmm You've sort of been caught up in the moment, but you've been intending to uh, reach out to the uh, the rest of your order back on the uh, yeah about the environs about the about the environs, and you're about approaching the edge of where you'll be able to get good enough reception and signal to reach off planet. So probably now is about the time you want to do that. Yeah, I hope <laughs> while while we're in the in the yeah while we're camped, uh, he'll pull up. 
uh, his data plate and um, <clears throat> get to the uh, enter the database that he has for this sector and see if there's been any reported uh, environ sightings or suspected smugglers or known smugglers. Uh, yeah. Within the last, I think Mistel has mentioned it's been a year or so. Yeah. Um, within the last year, uh, most, but he's going to order it so that the most recent are at the top. So as you, as you look through the, the data that you've compiled here, um, you find that there is a, um, there is a relocation notice of, uh, and, and, a, and a, uh, uh, an acknowledgement of, um, emancipation for a group of previously captured Invarans who had been being smuggled, uh, by a group of, by a group of suspicious traders that had been trying to pass through this void gate. Um, upon the group being freed, according to records, uh, they had been, they'd been asked where they wanted to go. Um, and they had simply said, uh, wherever the nearest planet is so we can find a place to disappear for a while. Uh, this was roughly speaking about six months ago. Okay. Uh, at which point the, the, the void keepers don't keep too much care for individual planets affairs. So they wouldn't know where, where, what happened once they left the void gate and went down to fallen thornwood, but they do know that they were sent on the nearest shuttle down to fallen thornwood. Okay. Um, the names of the individuals were taken down and there are several of them, but the ones that sort of stand out, as having interacted the most, there was there was uh, a pair of parents with their children, uh, one Wenril and Runic, uh, uh, with their three children with them, uh, and then another family of similar note. Uh, the a short while after that, um, there's a priority signal. Okay. That comes directly to you. Uh, he will uh, quick forward that information to uh, either Kendall's data slate uh, or does Mistel have one? I don't think she has a data slate. Okay. Uh, Kendler, Kendall or Tills, uh, just with a note that says, I don't. I don't know the these names, but if they look familiar to Mistel, these were the most recent sightings and circumstances. Um, and then he's going to answer the priority call. Uh, so uh, immediately upon answering, uh, there is a. Uh, There is a gruff, uh, but uh, feminine voice uh, that uh, answers 
on the other line. Uh, 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 Voidkeeper Varush Al Rule. Yes. This is Void Captain uh, Tiris Darian. I am reaching out to you on a matter of extreme import. Uh, he'll check to make sure to see if anybody's around, and then uh, whenever, whenever you're ready. Mm. The order is being called together for a grand meeting. Everyone. Things are escalating in contamination and containment, particularly from Zarheim. The barriers seem to be weakening. Zarhemian incursions are becoming more common. It's time to gather everyone and organize a formulated response. All right. Um... I'm sure you can tell my current location. Um, is there transportation waiting once I arrive? This is severe. Dimensional dimensional portals have been authorized to retrieve any and all active agents who are not already in location. Say your goodbyes to whoever you need to work with and let us know when you're ready. Uh, stand by. Uh, he'll head back to the camp. Ah, uh, friends. Uh, I... Things are escalating elsewhere, uh, and the Void Keepers have recalled me and every other warden uh, for a formal um, conference and organizational plan of action. Um... I won't be able to accompany you on this. I wish you the best of luck. Uh, stay safe. Trust each other. You too. Will you come back? I will do my best. Um, Let us know if you need any assistance. I will. Uh, but um, there's not much time for delay so uh give gideon my best as well uh and everybody else on the ship um hopefully i'll see you soon enough Baruch? yes bees we're glad we didn't kill you the first time we saw you i'm glad of that as well you're pretty nice for a cop I'm not a cop. <laughs> yeah. You keep saying that. Okay, have fun at the cop convention. <laughs> have fun with the rest of the group. Okay. Be careful. You all as well. You as well, Beast. Uh, just yeah. says, as she sort of catches your attention. I know this doesn't necessarily mean much coming from a demon. Uh, but you are a stellar example of your agents and the job that you pursue. And I figure it might be worthwhile to show some of my appreciation for that. And she 
pulls from under her coat a a necklace with a with a ruby with a ruby pendant on it. This is let's just say it'll help you out in a tight bargain. All right. And she'll hand it to you. Thank you for the gift. Uh and he'll take it and pocket it behind his armor. Um Yeah. Well, best of luck to you all. And he'll just like step back a little bit and tap the data slate after he's and got, because he, he didn't really set down any of the gear that he needs. So, so as, as Rouge steps back and hits a button on his data slate to send the signal out, uh, there is a rush of wind that gathers in the vicinity around as a circular, almost cyclone begins to build around Varouche, as if sucking air out from around him. Uh, and then the ground underneath his feet begins to tear as a glowing light portal begins to form underneath his feet. And then it sort of forms like this solid surface that he's standing on, and then it becomes intangible, and he just drops through the bottom of it. <laughs> And it, like, right. There's a beat of silence after Varush di- uh, disappears, and then Till just looks around. Well, fuck. Who's in charge now? <laughs> we are. No. no. Mm-hmm. I mean, we need to have another vote, or was there an order? I feel like there was an order that oh. we set up. Coltarn size. And just continue fiddling with his gun. We voted. We voted. You, bees, you get one vote. (laughs) Amongst all of you is one vote. (laughs) Remember, we've been over this. It's not fair. And also, I try. And also, we tried to steal that pretty, pretty pendant, and we couldn't. And now, Varush is gone. I'm sure when they come back, you'll have another chance to steal from to steal from from Verouge. Okay, that seems to cheer bees up a little bit. (laughs) Also, if you want to see him again, you probably didn't want to steal that pendant, Jasir says. Do you have Uh, another one? Also, that one took a long time to make. Actually, I was I was sort of hoping to hold on to it for myself, but I figured he'd need it more since he's heading to the front lines. Um. Out of character, if I recall correctly, it was like Hill and Holtarn were uh-huh. second in command. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think you guys tied. It's, it's, it's time for you guys to revote. Fight to the death. <laughs> oh, okay. Arm, arm wrestling. Cup. <laughs> Why don't we have all of us vote? Or a foot race. <laughs> yeah. Should, should there be rules about voting? Like bees only gets one vote. Bees only gets one vote. Everybody only gets one vote, even though there's multiple like cells or spirits or I don't know. Trying to make it seem even. How about like no voting for yourself? I feel like the people who are don't get me wrong, I could always see that as a possibility, but she I looks feel like at the beast. people who are going. Yes, I feel like the people who are 
going to potentially win will be people who don't vote for themselves. Bees are already in the process of like drawing another picture of a bee on a piece of paper. <laughs> Please vote yeah. for someone else. My we'll, statement we'll will dance. We'll do it like this. And Coltarn uh, 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 um, disconnects himself from uh, his data slate. Um, and, and then just... falls over and dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sets it down. Oh, one less. Uh, and sort of like tosses it over towards Till. Colbar uh, is obviously not going to vote because Colbar is not intelligent by myself and would have very thick Um He's on the data. And put the data, he'll encode it and review it and let us know how the votes. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Till we'll put in a vote. <clears throat> are we voting for one person or are we doing it like in order like we did last time? I would say your top three in order. Aren't there only like four of us left? <laughs> Technically, there are five. There are there are six of us left. Uh, of I, as has been said group. multiple times, right. I'm not is, part of the dust. That's, nice. that's Jasira, true. Jasira, Jasira looks like I could vote, but really, like Jasira, we should and, all vote for Jasira. And, <laughs> and, and then, and then, and then Srita looks over. I, I don't know any of you well enough to try I wasn't, and decide who. I actually wasn't be. counting Strita. I was counting Jasira and Xander. Right, and not yet. Everybody you... should vote Jasira. <laughs> or Xander. Yeah, Kendall Sheem Xander. <laughs> as I long assume... as it puts the DM in the extremely uncomfortable position <laughs> that everybody always party. puts me in when I'm DM of <laughs> who's in charge, in charge of, of the party. party. <laughs> An NPC. <laughs> Yes, this is revenge against somebody who's never done it to me, but this is who I get to do it to. <laughs> yes, revenge against me, who has never once been in a game with you as the DM. This is correct. That said, I can't do it to them, so I've got to do it to someone. <laughs> that is the loudest so, I've ever okay. heard someone so, say the word motherfucker without saying it out loud. Legitimately, then, <laughs> legitimately since, there are, since there are since two of us, there are... Yeah, yeah. There's Gideon, there's uh, Coltarn, Till, Mistle, Bees, Kendall, Gideon, uh, uh, Sierra, and Xander. Yeah. Um, so, I two then. Let's, let's say two instead of three. Because your top two, top two, and then whisper them to Shani. Everyone, whisper Ever. me your top twos. He says, "Wait, am I supposed character. to vote in this situation?" No. Okay, I wanted to make sure. Do it anyways. <laughs> I just I, I like stage hand or something. Sneak folks in. <laughs> Major illusion. <laughs> Illusory script. Am I the only one whose thing isn't actually popping up properly? What thing? What it, thing? The, the whisper in the whisper interface. Hang on. I was able to whisper it to the GM, I'm pretty second, sure. But... Roll 20. It's... No, it's working. I... Yeah, I've been whispering. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just roll 20 is being weird for me specifically. It seems... There you go. 
are we are also out of character are we doing don't vote for yourself uh that is the assumed that is the assumed uh approach that has been taken so far okay that is the assumed approach however <laughs> is there anything preventing someone from actually voting for themselves yeah because the fact... there's no there's no names on the top fact of... that it's being operated by an ai yeah so <laughs> mistral's like hovering over bees Tolbar is for someone else other bees <laughs> some bees other bees, bees. stop copying bees. Bees. <laughs> there <laughs> I vote for helmet bees. <laughs> <laughs> the person with the most votes specifically for first place is Till. Fuck! Because there Which really means that I'm in charge. Right? <laughs> gonna say. There are there are two there are two votes for Till in first place. One vote for Coltarn in first place, and one vote for Coltarn in second place. This is Kendall's ultimate play. This, this, this is a this is part of her 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 her, her family heritage. Is she just manipulates her way into the top spot <laughs> while he, not actually being part of the group? Here's the right? trick. Yep. Here, here's the trick, Till. You you take the leadership and then you abdicate leadership to the second to, to someone else, <laughs> right? I don't. But, <laughs> The best part of this is is the actual like it's a callback to our earlier joke about how um, uh, how Kendall's family isn't actually in government; they just control everybody. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, it really, really is. It's also a callback to our running joke that Jack is always the one in charge of the party. It always ends up somehow, even when I try not to be, somehow ends up We're being so me in charge of the group. Look, yeah. the I was so happy. Here's God the problem, Ashlyn. Why it's must you me. abandon me? Every <laughs> well, time I mean, you guys are all welcome to abdicate to my next character. <laughs> Every time that you try to that that you're like, all right, I'm going to play somebody who would not be a good leader, who is just a nightmare, like like a a a a, a, a garbage fire of a leader. <laughs> The problem is everybody else has made worse garbage fires of leaders. <laughs> yeah, right? you got you got you got the you got the Grand Terra you got you got Grand Terra's level of reprieve with me running Valda. So that's about right. it. Uh, I, I avoid it by just not being part of the group. Right. It's, not, it's, a, it's the combination of it's a combination of you making a character that's level headed uh, enough to be liked and uh the fact that someone else uh, made uh made fully logical and reasonable decisions that other people didn't like so <laughs> i don't know why none of y'all voted for bees <laughs> we do <laughs> i was gonna say it's called a sense of self-preservation and also so, don't put children in charge of things so what was the so there were two votes we call we call that there were two votes for till and first did anyone get it more than one vote per second nope so then, till you get picked up, Coltarn. Mm. All right. Well, correction. I should say there was a tie for for who was voted in second, and Coltarn was one of them, and the other one was Mistel. Well, yeah, but they... that's why I asked for more than one vote because any number of us could have gotten one vote. 
All right, then. Chill. Congratulations. You're now, a leader of the... Te temporarily. And... When Varouche comes back, we're voting again. If he comes back. <laughs> Assuming direct control. Look at it this look at it this way. I feel like somewhere Kendall's dad is like gone to go murder Varouche after here. <laughs> <laughs> look at it this way, too. On very few ships is the person in the engine room calling the shot from the bridge. No, that is a Fair and valid analysis of a number of traditional <laughs> power structures on board uh, any number of spacefaring vessels. I'm going to bed. Hmm? Not true of dwarven vessels, but for most of us. <laughs> anyone given Mistle the information that Rush sent them, by the way? Yes. Uh, whoever. Uh, it wasn't clear exactly who it got sent to. Uh, like, Ken, it got sent to Kendall and Till. Okay. You okay. Know, Kendall absolutely would have passed it on immediately because like, hey Mistel. especially yeah interacts with mistle the most so yep legit do you know these names mistle she will look at them and her eyes will get wide mm -hmm. is this your family those are my parents said they they have three so children well, besides me. Okay. Well, that's that's good luck. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we'll continue on that. Uh... That vector of pursuit, then. I will continue over. on that vector of pursuit. Next time. Hey! <laughs> I lean over to B's really quick. I said, it's okay. I think it's weird to only have three siblings, too. Say goodbye, yeah. everybody. Bye! Does Kendall have siblings? Goodbye. Kendall has...